1: All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: Hey, welcome to the show, everyone, and a great show this is going to be today about a very relevant topic and a movie you've probably heard about. But first, I want to welcome all of you to the show. All of my great listeners, thank you, thank you, remember... You're helping me help make a difference in the lives of other people living with disabilities, people like me living with epilepsy. And that is one of the reasons that this show is very meaningful to me because it is something very closely related to what we worked on at the National Epilepsy Foundation, which is the impact of a concussion on a football player as it relates to epilepsy. So we have with us today some scientists from the Kessler Foundation. And I will introduce them first. We have Dr. Nancy Chivaralati. We have Dr. Glenn Wiley and Denise Kirk. Welcome to the show, all of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Happy to be here. Thank
3: you, Joyce.
2: Okay. And Nancy, you are in neuropsychology and neuroscience and work in tra- the Traumatic Brain Injury Lab at the Kessler Foundation. Uh, so, I am going to start with you. And I just want to mention why we're talking today about the movie Concussion and why this is really personal not only to me, but to everyone in Pittsburgh, is it is based on one of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Webster, who so loved by the Pittsburgh community. Mm -hmm. Um, And and this movie starring Will Smith, Concussion, is based on the life of the late Mike Webster. So starting with you, uh, could you share with us, Nancy, Uh, with our audience, what you do at the Kessler Foundation.
4: Sure. Um, I'm the Director of Neuropsychology and Neuroscience and Traumatic Brain Injury Research at the Kessler Foundation. The Kessler Foundation, the mission of the Kessler Foundation, is to improve the lives of persons with disability, and we do that through research as well as through programming. Um, Through our research, what we do is conduct numerous studies that examine the disabilities associated with traumatic brain injury and several studies that investigate, develop, and investigate new treatments to try to improve the quality of life of persons living with um, traumatic brain injury as well as other neurological illnesses such as multiple sclerosis or stroke.
2: Um, You mentioned that you are in the traumatic brain injury area. Um, How... What is a concussion, and how does it relate to to, uh, TBI?
4: A concussion is the mildest form of traumatic brain injury. So traumatic brain injury, or we call it TBI, is classified according to severity, and that severity ranges from mild, such as a concussion, to moderate and then to severe. And concussion is simply a mild TBI.
2: Well, I've noticed that in hockey, for example, or baseball for that matter. But if a player um, is in a, an accident while playing sports that results in a concussion, they cannot play for a while until they are supposedly cleared to play. again. Why is that? Once you have a concussion,
4: you have caused an injury to your brain. An, an injury has occurred at, at the level of the brain. And what we need to do is allow the brain time to heal. The only way for the brain to heal is to rest it. So um, players are removed from the game, and then they have to undergo a return-to-play protocol that starts with complete rest, um, and it culminates usually a week to two weeks and sometimes even longer than that with returning to the game itself. It's very important for them to completely clear from their symptoms Otherwise, returning to play is very dangerous and could result in what we call second impact syndrome.
2: So what is that? What's second impact?
4: Second impact syndrome is a potentially severe um, occurrence in which a player sustains a second concussion prior to clearing from the first concussion, and it can result in substantial disability, and it could even result in death.
2: Yeah, because, of course, the two main injuries coming back from the Iraq and Afghanistan, um, one of them is traumatic brain injury. And whenever it is significant, uh, that can impact so many things, such as your cognitive skills, memory loss. Um, So, you know, I myself, being that I have epilepsy, but I had an accident as a result of a misdiagnosis of my Uh, disability back in 1985, what happened is I did not know I had epilepsy. I just was told they were fainting spells. And one night at a movie theater, I had a seizure that resulted in fracturing my skull, having uh, an intracranial brain hemorrhage that resulted in brain surgery saving my life. Now, you know, I'm very fortunate because I did not have... Uh, these things that could happen to you, but so many people with disabilities do have some type of traumatic brain injury. So you know this really relates to everything that you're talking about, and I can see why they take so long to uh, to clear, as you would say, an athlete. How about you, Dr. Wiley and Dr. Kirk? It's such a pleasure to also have you with us today. What are your roles at Kessler?
3: Well, it's great to be here. Thanks, Joyce. Um, I'll, I'll go first, and then Denise can, can chime in after. Um, sure. So um, my role is, or one of my main roles at Kessler, is to, is to facilitate neuroimaging research Um, And by that, I mean research using an MRI machine to look at images of the brain. So I do my own research as well, where I investigate issues um, in TBI, such as fatigue. But in my role as the Associate Director of the Rocco-Rotenzio Neuroimaging Center, um, I help other researchers at the Kessler Foundation to conduct neuroimaging research, whether that's um, to help them to design experiments that they'd like to do in the scanner or to suggest new ways to analyze their data, or just to help them stay current on the latest issues in the neuroimaging community, some sort of a neuroimaging ambassador.
2: Well, that imaging uh, research at Kessler, uh, such as with uh, traumatic brain injury, what we're talking about, uh, I know that does address your cognitive skills, which we already talked about before, can you tell me more about that? What, what else is involved? How, how does that impact you? You know, why the individuals with a TBI have so much trouble with working memory and what, what I talked about?
3: Right. So um, there are a number of things that, um, that are side effects of, of a concussion. Um, immediately after a concussion, you might feel dizzy or see stars. Uh, you might have ringing in your ears. Uh, You may have nausea and vomiting. And having a headache is also common, as is confusion. But then there are longer-term consequences, like um, you might have trouble sleeping or have persistent fatigue and depression and have headaches, as well as sensitivity to light and noise. And also you can have long-term cognitive trouble, such as trouble with memory. Um, So I'm not sure if that quite answers your question, but...
2: Yeah, that is so amazing, isn't it? What an injury to the brain of any type can cause. It is unbelievable. Um, Okay, how about you, Dr. Kirk? What do you do?
5: Hi. I am a research scientist in the Traumatic Brain Injury Lab, and I conduct research primarily in traumatic brain injury, and the research that I focus on primarily is using virtual reality as a tool to both evaluate cognitive functioning as well as to treat cognitive impairments after brain injury, and this line of research is allowing us to not only determine what areas of the executive function domain are impaired in brain injury and allow us to know more about uh, how to treat that, but we're also being able then to take that information that we're learning and turn it right into a treatment. Um, I have a couple colleagues that I work with that help me to develop software that directly targets those areas of impairment.
2: Well, first of all, I want to thank all of you for being on the show today. It's such an honor to have you know three scientists especially from the Kessler Foundation that I've had a relationship with for a long time um, and have been there and just think so highly of all the work you've done to help Americans with disabilities. But with that, we're going to get a break, and then we'll be right back with these three scientists working for us, working to pave a way, for Americans with disabilities and people that have suffered from a concussion, traumatic brain injury, and we're going to talk about the movie Concussion. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
6: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Since
7: 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies.
8: Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American Association of People with Disabilities as a 2014 Disability Equality Index best place to work. So we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals, because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit HiMark.com.
1: Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes.
6: the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Spender.
2: Hey, welcome back, everyone. What a great show. We have three great scientists talking about traumatic brain injury, concussions, and what can happen. And, of course, many of us can so relate to everything that's being talked about, including veterans with disabilities. So we have Dr. Chira Dr. Glenn Wiley, Dr. Denise Kirk. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Dr. Chira what what research is being done at the Kessler Foundation um, to help, to help in these areas? We have several lines of ongoing research to try to help persons
4: who have traumatic brain injury or other types of brain trauma to regain functioning. One of the major lines of work focuses on developing new treatments. And in a couple of our, our laboratories, we have several scientists that are focusing in on developing treatments specifically for cognitive abilities. And the reason that's so important is because cognitive abilities, when I say cognitive abilities, I'm referring to thinking and memory, processing information, being able to understand things that are going on around you. Um, And cognitive abilities really are central to everything we do all day long. So they have a tremendous impact on our ability to function in daily life. So one of our major goals is to improve the treatments that are available to persons who have traumatic brain injury and other neurological illnesses in order to improve their everyday life functioning. So some of our research protocols, as an example, look specifically at the memory system and teach a person to use new and more effective ways of learning and remembering information. One of these is called the the Modified Story Memory Technique. And what it, it, it's based on principles that improve learning and memory in healthy college <clears throat> students. Um, and it's something that we've gotten out there to persons who have traumatic brain injury, and we've shown that not only does their memory improve, but it's actually changing the way the brain is functioning when we look at neuroimaging before and after treatment. So the, the steps we've, we've made in regard to understanding memory and treating memory are really outstanding.
2: Wow, that is awesome. Because, you know, so many Americans with disabilities have TBI and have the memory impact. Now, I have to ask you this. How would that relate or would that relate in any way to Alzheimer's? That's a great question. We are taking –
4: so we started developing this particular technique with persons who have multiple sclerosis. And then we moved on and we said, well, if it helps people with multiple sclerosis – There are other populations that have memory problems, so let's try it in traumatic brain injury. And we've found that it also helps persons with traumatic brain injury, so it's efficacious in that population as well. So Now the next step is to take the treatment and to test it in other populations, and one of those populations is Alzheimer's disease. And we do think that, particularly in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease, we'll be able to help people maintain their memory functioning for a longer period of time. So that's something that's down the road. Um, that's one of the future directions we're hoping to go in with this particular treatment. I mean,
2: would that be wonderful? Oh, my goodness, that would be wonderful. Although, what you're doing right now is awesome because so many people, uh, you know, here we are trying to find employment for people with disabilities, and because of an accident happening, you know, that results in a TBI. So many people are having a more difficult time getting mm-hmm. a job because of the memory uh, loss. So that, that is really awesome. That's great. Um, okay. We want to talk today about the movie Concussion and the horrible impact that results, the TBI, from a concussion. Now, you already explained this uh, pretty much to me on the phone I told you how that really relates to my life and what can happen. But I wonder if you could talk about the main, after you have a concussion, even if, as you said, with an athlete, you're cleared. Does that still have an impact, a long-term impact? A concussion does still have a long-term impact.
4: There are um, more subtle cognitive changes that happen as a result of concussion over a long period of time. And what's even more important is when you have repeat concussions, they have a cumulative effect. So the additional concussions cause additional difficulties that over time become a bigger and bigger problem.
2: Well, we all know, many, many people in Pittsburgh know the sad story of Mike Webster and and know how he went from playing center from the Steelers, being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and just loved and known because of the Super Bowl by so many people uh, who sadly died at the age of 50. And first question We'll ask you this, Dr. Wiley. Do you, do you believe the movie *Concussion*, starring Will Smith, just you know, recently released? How accurate is that movie?
3: Well, <clears throat> I think it's accurate in uh, in broad strokes. I mean, Dr. Amalo really did discover CTE um, in the brains of former NFL players, and the NFL really did not really take that very seriously. Um, I've read criticisms of the movie claiming that certain facts were sensationalized, and and I'm sure that that's true because it, you know it was a Hollywood movie. Um, but the movie makes a larger point that I think really can't be overstated, which is that your brain is important, um, and that's something that Nancy was just pointing out as well. Um, and I think that you know the sports that reliably result in brain damage should be carefully examined.
2: Yeah. Well, let's talk about Mike Webster, for example. Um, he changed. I know even after his marriage fell apart. I mean, when, after he left the Steelers and left football, he had anger, he had rage, he had paranoia, um, and he had many things that ended up with him being homeless and ultimately, uh, dying at the early age of 50. So, Uh, My question is, why didn't anyone realize that this was more than dementia? Why why didn't anyone realize what was going on?
3: Well, I think that's a good question. Um, And my understanding of the case of Mike Webster is that he was dealing with numerous issues at the end of his life, um, some of which you just went over, you know, um, he had chronic pain, he, had, he was evidently addicted to painkillers, he had trouble sleeping, he was dealing with depression. And all of these are serious issues, and they would all demand the attention of a clinician. Um, CTE, on the other hand, uh, could only be diagnosed at autopsy um, at the time, and so it was completely invisible, um, while these other symptoms were highly visible. So I think now, looking back, we might well wonder you know, why no one considered Mike's multiple head traumas as potentially contributing to his decline. But I think that at the time, um, the response really wasn't that unreasonable.
2: Do you think this movie, um, although, as you said, you know, there are details that could be uh, you know, not medically accurate because, after all, as you said, it is a movie. Uh, but my question is, I'll ask you this, Dr. Kirk, Do you think that is going to have a significant impact on football? Um, I think it will have an
5: impact over time. It's going to take time for that impact to kind of play out, however. I think that there has already been a great deal of attention that's been drawn to the impact of concussions. Social media has created a lot of pressure, so that the NFL is having to deal more and more with the issue. And the NFL has been already making changes, such as making it uh, illegal to to make helmet-helmet contact, and they've also implemented concussion protocols. And the implementation of concussion protocols has even been adopted among other professional sports. As well, so I think the impact will be widespread. It will remain to be seen just how significant the changes that are made going forward. Um, Other changes that have been made with the result of the movie and all of the attention with concussion in the media is that helmet companies are also developing new technologies to help improve helmets. So I I think there are going to be some far-reaching benefits to this, but. Uh, and the NFL is certainly making moves towards making positive improvements and implementing new changes and and whatnot. Um, And we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, and hopefully that will have positive impact on future generations playing football.
2: Well, you feel it is equally going to have an impact on other sports like hockey?
5: I think so. I think what, especially especially a movie like Concussion that comes out in mainstream and gets a lot of media attention, it's going to draw attention to head injuries in general. And I don't think that other professional sports, such as NHL, for example, could conceivably move forward and continue allowing head injuries and concussions to go on with what we know that has happened through concussions through the NFL.
2: So, um Nancy, I'll ask you, then this is the same injury you would get uh, in boxing. Is that correct? Yes, it's very
4: similar to what you would get in boxing um, or, or other sports. If you hit your head, you know, when you're playing hockey, or if you're playing soccer and you hit your head up against a goal post and you get a concussion, they're all very similar. It's, it is important to note that there is a lot of heterogeneity in the TBI population. So one traumatic brain injury does not equal another traumatic brain injury. And that's for a variety of reasons. It depends on where you hit your head. It depends on the force with which you hit your head. Um, The outcome depends on so many different factors, many of which we're continuing to try to identify, um, but premorbid factors such as your age and your education, um, your health status, all those things feed into the outcome following traumatic brain injury. So we can't say one concussion is exactly like another concussion, but they are. we're, we're talking about a similar thing.
2: Yeah, so I guess that saying applies. If you've seen one concussion, you've seen one concussion. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's All right, and with that, hey, we're going to go to break. I want to talk more about this movie, Concussion, starring Will Smith, just because it impacts us. So much. This is Joyce Bender, America's voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away, we'll be right back.
6: News. News. Opinion. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
8: At Highmark, we believe what makes us different makes us better. Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American Association of People with Disabilities as a 2014 Disability Equality Index best place to work. So we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals, because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit Highmark.com. Hi,
1: I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes.
7: Test line of service. For more information, please visit www.vendorconsult.com.
6: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station.
1: VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: Hey, welcome back, everyone, and a special shout out to Highmark, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and Cavestro, formerly Bear Material Science, for being sponsors of this show. uh, Really helping all of us get the word out across the United States about quality of life for Americans with disabilities. You know, uh, We have a caller on the line right now, hold on a minute, Justin Stanley. Justin, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Okay. Welcome to the show, Justin.
3: Why, thank you. So my question for the speakers is, um, if people with brain injury and their caregivers are interested in getting involved in uh, some of the research being done at Kessler Foundation or indeed... um, you know, in general, getting involved in, in research wherever their community is, uh, what are some steps they might take?
4: That's a great, great. Question, but well, thank that you a great question. That is a great question. Um, it's, important for, it's important to understand that we can't do our research without the participation of persons who have traumatic brain injury, without their caregivers, and even without healthy, healthy folks. So what happens when you conduct a research study, a research study like what we do, we do People research, person research. So we sit down with people who have traumatic brain injury and we go through memory tests or tests of facial understanding or we put them in the, we we have them undergo neuroimaging. So we need the people who have traumatic brain injury to participate in our research in order for us to do our research. And we are so appreciative of all those folks who've come out and who have volunteered to participate in our studies because we really could not do what we do without them. So if the, the biggest contribution someone with a traumatic brain injury or their caregivers could make is to volunteer for our research studies as a participant because that is how we get our research done. We Most often we, pay, we do pay our research participants, um, so we would encourage them to call Kessler Foundation or go on our website. It's www.kesslerfoundation.org. Um, and take a look and try. We have our research studies up there, and they can volunteer for our research that way, um, and we would really welcome any of that participation. And this is true for persons who have traumatic brain injury. We also have studies for persons who have multiple sclerosis, people who have stroke, cancer, um, and we, caregivers can get involved <coughs> as well. So we have research that actually looks at how caregivers are doing and tries to improve their quality of life. So caregivers mm-hmm. can volunteer as well.
5: We also have uh, research going on in spinal cord injury. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yes, we have a lot of research going on in spinal cord injury.
3: Great. That's great Um It's an,
4: also important to note that we need healthy controls for all of our research, and a healthy control is just someone who doesn't have any of these neurological illnesses. So um, if anyone is healthy and wants to contribute, please give us a call. Hop on our website. We would love to have you involved in some of our research studies.
2: Well, Justin, thank you very much for calling in. Great. Thank
3: you, everyone, for your time.
2: Certainly. And, and, you know, that's a great question that he asked. So just to make sure we have that clear, if someone right now is listening to the show and either they have TBI or uh, father, son, daughter, whatever it would be, or, as you said, someone healthy but they want to give back, they want to help, Tell us again, how do they get in touch? So they could
4: go on our website, which is www.KesslerFoundation.org. We also have Facebook pages for people who are active on Facebook. We have them for different ones, spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury, as well as an overall research um, Facebook page. Or they can call us. um, A number that they can call us at is 973 324 I'm sorry, I'm just looking up the extension, 8450.
2: Okay, and if they go, for example, to Facebook or the website, they'll be able to get this information to you? Yes, absolutely. Okay, all right. Um, You know, when we were talking about the movie Concussion and the impact this can have in the NFL or NHL, whatever it would be, uh, you know, it also whether it's major league, baseball, basketball, whatever it is, um, it also impacts a child. And I know there are many parents I've spoken to that tell me how worried they are now about their children uh, playing football or playing hockey because of the fear of this happening. So I'll ask you this, uh, Dr. Wiley, what's your opinion about that?
3: Yeah, um, I know that there are many parents in exactly this situation. So, you know, the parents may be concerned, but their child loves football, and the parent wonders what the right thing to do is. Um, I have sort of a similar situation with my son who likes to downhill ski, and downhill skiing is pretty dangerous, too, and head injuries are all too common. And so what I've done is to make sure that he knows that his brain is vital, that injury to his brain can change his personality. It can change who he is. And I make sure that he always wears a helmet. So for him, skiing requires a helmet, just like it requires a coat and gloves um, and skis. <laughs> and so it's just one of those things that he puts on. Um, and I think the same um, is true for football. So education is vital. A bruise to your shin will heal in about a week, but a bruise on your brain may have you know, irrevocable, irrevocable effects. Um, so head protection is also important, as Denise pointed out. Um, hel- helmets are getting um, designed better; they're getting designed now so that they actually absorb the impact um, of a of a hit, and um, that means that the brain doesn't have to. So.
2: Right, you know that's good advice. Though, the A teaching and the B. Just making sure, like wherever your child is playing, that everyone is following these uh, safety measures that we talked about today. I w- actually was going to ask you, it can have a very pronounced effect on your personality. Is that right, Dr. Kirk? Um, it, certainly, traumatic brain injuries can.
5: Uh, At the milder milder end of the spectrum, generally drastic changes in personality are are not very common, Um, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on after any sort of brain injury is to evaluate different types of symptoms, and if there is a symptom such as a personality change, it may be indicative that something else more serious is going on, and that sort of thing should be reported to the neurologist.
2: And one way we could definitely lead to that is having those multiple concussions that we talked about earlier. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that actually
5: plays into the last question that you just asked Dr. Wiley about um, giving advice for, for parents whose children want to play football or other sports that might be high risk for head injury is that... In, in addition to the considerations and weighing the risks and making sure that the head is protected with, with the best helmets that are available out there, is the <laughs> awareness that if a concussion is sustained, not to play through the concussion to, as Dr. Charvelati said earlier, not to return to play prior to complete healing of the brain And then to consider the possibility if multiple concussions are sustained, whether the risks continue to, um, whether the benefits continue to outweigh the risks for for continuing to engage in that sport.
2: Yeah, you know, um, as I'm speaking to you, you know how I was talking about people with disabilities have a very difficult time gaining employment, period. Seventy percent of Americans with disabilities are not even counted in the workforce. So my question is, uh, as it relates to employment or the ability to function in employment, I think you've done uh, work in virtual reality. Is that correct? Yes. Can you talk about that?
5: Sure, absolutely. Um, First to define, most people understand virtual reality as is, a technology that would enable the person to be completely immersed in an environment, and that certainly is a kind of virtual reality, something like the Oculus Rift, which is a popular piece of technology on the market today. But virtual reality can also be applied in a typical computer interface situation. So it's kind of like playing a video game where you sit at a computer and you look at a virtual world and you engage with that virtual world through the mouse or the keyboard or joystick, and the way we conduct research with virtual reality is we create a cognitive rehabilitation environment, and as, as you asked the question about employment, for example, we have some ongoing research where we are developing a virtual reality world that is an office environment, and the idea is that someone with a brain injury or other neurologic disease or injury can play this software in this virtual office environment, and they can practice skills that lend themselves to uh, work demands. So, for example, being able to switch attention back and forth from one task to the other, or being able to multitask and do a couple things at once. All jobs sort of require that level of demand of attention, is being able to do more than one thing at a time. So, using this virtual reality software, then we are able to have an individual who's struggling with this, these cognitive areas, and engage in activities that challenge those areas. And we can start them out in an easier level. And as they become more competent in those areas, we can increase the level of difficulty. So little by little over time, they gain greater competence in that translates then into the ability to be more ready for employment. And we are actually evaluating employment readiness when we are looking at this treatment software to ensure that the work that we're doing does hopefully translate to an individual being able to return to employment as soon as possible.
2: Wow. Well, that really is right on target with what we're dealing with. So uh, good luck. Thank you for that. And I hope that keeps moving forward. But right now, we've got to go to break. Wow, this show is going fast. Can't (laughs) believe it. Uh, So before we come back to close the show, if you've just joined us or if you want to tell anyone you know, I'm sure there are those of you listening saying, oh, my goodness, I have a friend, I have a son, daughter, or, or I and living with a traumatic brain injury. This show will be archived on BenderConsult.com and VoiceAmerica.com so that you'll be able to go back or refer anyone you know to this show so that they can hear it. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at VoiceAmerica.com don't leave us, we're going to come back to close the show.
8: At Highmark, we believe what makes us different makes us better. Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American Association of People with Disabilities as a 2014 Disability Equality Index Best Place to Work. So we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals, because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit Highmark.com.
7: Since 1985, I test line of service for more information please visit www.vendorconsult.com stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast
6: all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts VoiceAmerica.com.
1: if you have a question or comment call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788 now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: Hey, welcome back, everyone. We have had on the show three great people, scientists from the Kessler Foundation Dr. Nancy Cheravalotti, Dr. Gwen Wiley, and Dr. Denise Kirk. Thank you all for being on, but I think we were going to talk about. Uh, more about employment, as everyone knows this. listening to the show, I'm on a crusade for employment for Americans with disabilities. So what else are you doing in that area?
4: Kessler Foundation has a major focus on employment, and that cuts across the entire organization. So earlier I had mentioned that we have both a programmatic focus and we have a research focus. The programmatic focus is almost exclusively on employment, and that area of the foundation funds organizations to try to get people back to the workforce, people who have various kinds of disabilities. But the focus on employment also cuts across all the research that we do as well. So as an example, we have two full-time scientists that focus their work almost exclusively on employment in people with disabilities. Dr. John O'Neill is the Director of Employment Research at Kessler Foundation. He's a tremendous resource that's available to all of the researchers at Kessler Foundation to incorporate return to work into their research protocols. He works primarily with spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury communities, and his focus is on how to get people back to work. So he collaborates with scientists across the organization, and he is seeking to really understand the populations and effectively address the challenges they face. So as an example, we have a research study that we're conducting in collaboration with Dr. O'Neill that looks at a very specific treatment protocol um, to help people who have traumatic brain injury return to the workforce, and he's helping us conduct that study and measure the outcomes and get it out to the traumatic brain injury population. Then we have another scientist, Dr. Lauren Strober, and she focuses her work on employment in persons with multiple sclerosis. So she has ongoing studies that look at the result of unemployment in regard to health, outcomes, emotional functioning. It's important to note that employment is central to who we are as individuals. It's a very important component of each of our personalities and how we identify ourselves. So when someone has to give up their work because of a disability, that can be really challenging for them. And to help them get back to the workforce is one of the best things that we can do for someone who has a disability. So much of our work really focuses in that area.
2: Wow. Let me tell you what. You sound like uh disability advocate for employment, because you're saying everything that is the way it is. You know, I always say, what is the first question you're asked, your name? Mm-hmm. Number two, what do you do? And to yeah. not have employment is really uh, so demoralizing because you know there's no respect, no dignity, Or if you've had an injury after working, you know, the whole family dimension changes. So, you know, you're helping to get people back to work. That is just so absolutely critically important. And you know what I haven't asked? Anyone listening to the show today, if they want to know more about any of this research, is that also on the uh, Kessler page? Yes. If they go to our website, our website website, provides a a
4: very comprehensive view of both the program center and the research center. So they can get an idea of exactly what we do, and they can also get our contact information. And people should really feel free to reach out to us. You know, we love when people want to hear more about our work, and we have uh, a lot of staff members here who are very happy to, to talk to folks and tell them about what we do and how they can be
2: involved. Well, we got to get that message out to everyone because I certainly know a lot of people that are struggling in this situation, uh, and that's KesslerFoundation.org. Is that right? Yes. KesslerFoundation.org and a Facebook page for Kessler Foundation. You know, um, I'm going to ask each of you, if there was a message that you wanted to leave with our listeners today, what would that be? We'll start with you, Nancy. Um, I, th- I
4: think I have two messages. One message is that every traumatic brain injury is a, sub- is a significant injury, and it needs to be treated with the respect it deserves. You need to make sure you heal, get medical attention, um, and make sure that it's taken care of properly, because it could potentially be very serious. The other message I think I- I'd like people to keep in mind is that Someone with a disability is a person, too, and they are just as able to work in an office environment or any other environment and perform any of the tasks that we perform as any of us are. So I think it's important that you see past the disability to the person that, that is there, and you deal with that person as an individual.
2: Oh, my God, I'm taking you on the road with me. <laughs> And isn't it refreshing to hear that from a scientist, folks? Isn't that great and so empowering? Because you know without employment, you are never, ever, ever free in this country. Can't buy a car, can't rent a house, can't live the American dream. And I hope every business person hears what she said. How about you, Glenn?
3: Um, well, my take-home message, I guess, is wear a helmet. Um, yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna underscore what Nancy just said. Your brain is really important um and it's central to who you are and what you're able to do um, so it's really important to keep it safe uh, and to if you if you do um, have a concussion and many of us have, then it's important to um to just sort of let your brain heal, which means resting for um, a period of time until you're, until you're cleared to go back to play or back to work. So, yeah, um, that's a long way of saying wear a helmet.
2: <laughs> well, I think that is great advice because if you get that in a young person's mind first or, or any person, you know, if you understand, you may think this is cool, fun, and that you're all bad, but wow, does your life change? if you have a traumatic brain injury, or if you don't give your brain that rest. How about you, Denise? Do you have a message to leave with our listeners? Yeah, I think the message that
5: I would leave with listeners is that sports are definitely an important, important part of growing up, and I, as well, played competitive sports throughout high school and college, and I don't know what my college and high school experience would have been had I not played sports, but Life happens beyond sports, and you need to be able to have, as, as many of us have said today, the ability to use your brain beyond when your career ends. And so I would just challenge the listeners to any, anybody who's young and still playing sports is to be brave enough to really consider the long-term impact of the implications of playing sports on your life, and so if you happen to sustain concussion, then to seriously consider whether the benefit of playing, of continued play, is going to be, to be worth it. So, um, again, sports are extremely important, and they certainly help shape and develop Personalities and strength and confidence, self confidence of, of children. So they play an important role in many different ways, but in the end, you must protect your brain. So keep that in mind playing sports.
2: Well, thank you all so much. What a pleasure to have you on the show. And oh my goodness, we always end with a quote. So today it has to be everyone has to start at the same place you do. At the beginning, And learn from there, said Mike Webster. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where Disability Matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you all next week.
1: Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.